0: Today on the podcast, I'm having a chat with personal fashion stylist, Caitlin Mahawa. You might describe Caitlin's career in the fashion industry as a whirlwind. From a stay-at-home mum to a part-time stylist, fast forward seven years and Caitlin now runs a highly successful online community and membership called the CM Style Squad. Caitlin is passionate about supporting women to get dressed with confidence every day and she teaches her philosophy style made simple in her six-week program the five stages to style the basis of what Caitlin does is around sharing her knowledge with everyday women so that they feel empowered to make the right style choices for their individual body shape lifestyle and budget in our chat today Caitlin shares her very own journey as a mum turned entrepreneur and you'll hear how she built her business whilst raising kids which in the early days Was a journey which she took day by day. She shaped her business up over time so that when the opportunity came and her kids were at an age where she could double down on her business, she could sprint her way in stylish shoes, I'm sure, (laughs) with confidence and determination and grow CM Style Squad to be the success that it is today. So we chat about all things styling and ways to keep things simple when showing up as the face of your business. To help you with that, Caitlin shares her framework essential for identifying your very own personal style and she shares her tips for styling yourself with confidence. Let's get into it. Hello, I'm Donna Han, a business coach and an online course creator and this is the She's in Business podcast. You can think of me as your business bestie, who's a few steps ahead of where you are right now. As a mum, fueled with ambition and determination, I've created and sold three businesses, I've learnt the lessons, made mistakes, and I understand the daily juggle and the hustle. I also know what it's like when relationships fray and burnout taps you on the shoulder. That was my world until I reshaped and transformed the way I ran my six-figure business. Today, I help women to transform their businesses and go from being the overwhelmed entrepreneur to becoming the thriving entrepreneur, feeling energized, empowered, and fulfilled within their business lifestyle. I want to inspire your business journey and help you to stop spinning your wheels because I want you to burn bright instead of burning out. And I'll invite other entrepreneurs to share their real life stories too because I want you to know that you're not alone. You can be the savvy entrepreneur that you are born to be, and enjoy the freedom to do the things and be present with the people that mean the most to you. So if you're ready to rise to the next level and build a business by design, this is the She's in Business podcast, for mums who are made for more. So hey Caitlin, welcome to the She's in Business Podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, so I want to jump straight in because I'm really keen to hear more about your journey thus far. Because I think like so many women who listen to this podcast show, you're a mum. And you've gone from being a stay-at-home mum to having a whirlwind of a career. And part of my intention with creating this podcast is not just to share the knowledge and business strategies, but also to share the stories of other successful women in business. So the thing that often comes up, I think, for a lot of us in business is that it can be quite lonely. And we can sometimes look at other women who are doing it really well and think like, how did they do that? Like, how did they get to that place? So everyone has a story and from little things, big things grow. So I'd love to hear your story if you would mind sharing it with us. Sure. Yeah. So I guess my
1: story starts that I had kids pretty young for, I guess, our generation. Um, I was 24 when I was pregnant with my first. And so for me, I never had a career to leave and then come back to. I was working in retail. Um, I was kind of working my way up the retail ladder, I guess. Like I started on the shop floor and then became store manager and was opening new stores, and that was all very exciting. But I really wanted to be a mum. So I kind of made the choice to have kids pretty young. Well, my first pretty young, and then I got pregnant with my second very unexpectedly quickly after that. So I kind of, you know, found myself 26 with two kids under two. And thought that I always wanted to, I would be happy to be a stay at home mum, and very quickly realized that, Oh no, <laughs> I'm actually a little bit ambitious and I want to go out and work. But as I said, I didn't have a big career path and I did go back to retail initially and then felt like I, my time on the shop floor had come to an end. And so I didn't know what to do. And, then I found personal styling. So I did a personal styling course and like, I think many, not only stylists, but I guess freelancers, you know, you think, okay, I'll get this qualification or I'll get this degree and then I'll just get clients. But getting clients is actually one of the most difficult things to do, particularly if you're very green. Like I was, I didn't have any contacts. I didn't have any, I didn't have a social media profile at that time. So it was definitely a slow journey from the start. But as we said, from little things, big things grow. And I just worked around, you know, the time that I had. And I, I ended up working for a brand and being their stylist. And I was very limited with the time that I had because I was the primary caregiver at home. And so that was the main priority. But I always said to myself, these first five or six years, I'm going to lay the foundations, do the work that I can in the time that I have. And then when my time opens up and I'm able to run, I was ready to run. I never wanted to wait until the kids were at school to then start from the very start. So Yeah, it was, it was messy for the first five or six years. I was working part-time. I was, maybe had one client a week. I was building a social media profile and just uh, chipping away, I think, at the foundations of my career.
0: Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that you were like, yep, ready to have kids. And then you get to that stage and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, hang on a second. This is kind of not really filling my bucket. Like as much as I love being mum. Totally. Like it's really hard. You like I went through that too. So I started a business when my first was like six months old. And then When I got pregnant with my second baby, I'm like, right, okay, surely with a three year old and a six month old, like that's going to fill my bucket. Like, I like my hands are full. And then again, that itch came back, and I'm like, okay, so I'm I've just got to acknowledge that I'm an ambitious woman, and it's okay to want to be more than a stay at home mom. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's about navigating, well, how do you actually achieve that? Because that's then like a whole nother thing, isn't it? And I love that. You said that, you know, those first five years were like uh, messy because you're like navigating being mum and, you know, setting yourself up for success in the future. And then you were ready to sprint for it when the time was right. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like being a mum in business is tricky because sometimes we have to just slow down in order to then speed up when the time's right. But it's really hard to do that. It's really hard.
1: And I think it, it's hard at home as well when you're not bringing in an income or like as much of an income. And it's hard to justify the time. And I know that so many women hold themselves back because they're like, well, I'm not earning any money. So, you know, my career is not worthy of the time that I spend. But I think that one of the really beautiful things that I discovered was that I was super passionate about what I was doing and so even though I had two kids under 2 I had zero time this is back in the blogging days and I would like stay up at night and like do a little fashion blog and I was like oh hang on I must really love this if it's not giving me any money I don't have any time to do it but I'm so committed and passionate about it and that kind of really kept me going because I felt like I had found my thing and then was able to let it evolve and grow. And then, yeah, just juggling the time. But yeah, I worked weekends. I had clients on weekends. I worked, you know, Thursday night, late night shopping. It was, it was a juggle, but uh, yeah, as we said, it definitely set me up for success for when I was able to, to really go all in.
0: Yeah. So tell us about that. So you mentioned you had a blog and so obviously that then grew alongside your client space. And then tell me about how... Well, tell us what you're doing now and how that came about.
1: Yeah. So um, so I had the blog and then Instagram kind of started. And, and so I was sharing outfits on Instagram. And the thing with personal styling and what I found in my career is that it's a huge slow burn with clients because it's a very trust-based industry in that like women, you know, really need to connect with another woman to be like, Hey, I need support in this area. Or, Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really underconfident. Are you the person that's going to be able to help me? So what I found with social media Mm -hmm. is that some people have been following me for like two, three, four years before engaging with me in a paid service, because it's really built that trust. But yeah, so now what I'm doing, um, I started last year is I'm pretty much completely <laughs> virtual and being from Melbourne, that's uh, very handy for me. But I have an online membership group and I run online courses. And I just got to the, to the stage where my time was so capped in terms of how many clients I could see in a week, how much time I had available. And I said, how can I reach more women? How can I support more women? And it was in the online world. So, I in my course, I essentially teach women everything I know as a qualified personal stylist. I teach them how to understand their body shape, know what colors are best for them, how to curate their wardrobe, and ultimately, the big end goal is confidence and personal style. So, I love it. I, you know, in eighteen months, I've been able to service almost a thousand women. Wow! And that would probably be. A lifetime or two lifetimes of uh, freelance clients, so it's just been amazing. But all of the years of experience that I had before that needed to happen to build up to this point.
0: Yeah, and that's a really good point. I think is that sometimes, like you were talking about, that slow burn. Yeah. When I look back over things that I've done in my career, sometimes when you're in it, you're like, how, like the way that it now plays out in life is maybe not how you're like the original intention in doing that thing, but then it comes back in a different way. You're like, oh, that was the purpose for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, isn't it? So you spoke about the styling, about empowering women and that kind of thing. So really you've got these, am I right in saying that like one of your passions is styling, but the other is empowering women? Is that how that's come together for you?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And I think Alongside my career journey was my own personal style journey. Very quickly, I found myself in a place after I had two kids and suddenly I was in this body that I was uncomfortable with. It was different to the body that I had had. I was still in my 20s and I was like at a loss with how to dress myself. And it truly wasn't until I went to get my qualification as a stylist and I started to apply those things back to me that my own style like, uh, got defined and my confidence just grew. And again, it's not something that happens overnight, but I can get dressed every single day with confidence. I know what I'm looking for when I go shopping. I know how I want to feel in the morning. And so being able to pass that along to other women and particularly mums or women who've been through menopause or women who, you know, don't know how to dress their body. It's such a gift. And really the clothes are, super, are secondary to it, you know, like, because it, you can buy something from Kmart, you can buy something from Gucci and you can achieve the same thing. It's not about the clothes. It's about the, having that confidence every day.
0: Yeah. I love that. Cause that's something that I went through as well. You know, you have Kids and before kids, you kind of got a pretty good understanding of how your body is and what yep. style you like. And then you have children and your body changes shape. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you've also got to dress for practical needs too. You know, you've got to have the pockets and you've got to have the right top that you can breastfeed with. And you've got to be able to like bend down to the kids all the time. And so it's the practical side of style and also. You know, you this new body shape that you have that you're like, what what is going on here? How do I do this?
1: Totally. And often we have like big lifestyle changes. You know, I a lot of the women that I work with had big like corporate careers, and so they knew how to dress Monday to Friday. They had this beautiful corporate wardrobe, and then you know, or even now with COVID and working from home, and suddenly this lifestyle change, and you think, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't I don't know where to shop. I don't know what to do. Or Um, yeah, my body's changed. and, And the worst thing that we can do is, you know, retreat away from ourselves and retreat away from style and think I'll just wear the same blouse and tracksuit pants every day. And then we just, it just gets so much harder from there.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think probably a lot of mums have probably been in that position where you just go back to the same stuff every time. Which I think sometimes can, like I was, when I was researching to talk to you today, like one of the things that I've heard before from people in business is to be like, okay, let's be like Steve Jobs and strategically have like the same style of clothes in the same color, but we just have it like, you know, six of the same top. And every day we wear that same thing because it takes the decision-making process. Like it's one less thing I have to think about every day. But obviously that then becomes quite boring as well. And I think as females, like, you know, we want to change things up. So with the stuff that you do in teaching style, is it is it about that simplicity, but also having, you know, the things in your ward? Like, how do you create that? Like, it, what's the process that you go through in doing that for the ladies you work with?
1: Yeah, great question. Well, everyone's different, but we do in both my programs, we discuss this idea of a style uniform or a signature style. And so, you know, there's the extreme examples like Steve Jobs and Barack Obama who wore a Navy suit every single day. And then there's very fashionable women like Anna Wintour. If you have a look at her, she wears the same combination of clothes all the time. She wears a floral midi dress. She wears a chunky statement necklace. She's got her black sunglasses and her signature hairstyle. She's one of the most fashionable women in the world, but she's got this formula. So some women are happy to have like almost like that uniform where they know I'm going to wear like a graphic t-shirt. I'm going to wear jeans. I'm going to wear a blazer and sneakers. And some women need a little bit more variety. And, but what I always say is everyone should have a go-to formula for those days that we feel really crappy because you can be the most confident Stylish women in the world, but there is going to be a day that you wake up and you feel like you've put on 10 kilos overnight, you're really time poor, something goes wrong, and you need those go to outfits. So, whether you fully lean into the uniform or you just have a few things that you know, all right, I always feel good when I wear this shape dress, or I always feel good if I have a little bit of tailoring going on, they're the things that you need to start to be paying attention to how you're feeling and making sure you have those options available in your wardrobe.
0: Yeah, right. That's so good. Because the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about in bringing you on as a stylist for women in business is because more and more we have to show up like online all the time, right? And there's this big messaging around like being consistent and showing up and being present. And like you said, working from home, we don't necessarily have to like the traditional, if you go back in time, you know, if you were, if you're selling a product or a service, you would literally go to that place of business dressed up in your business attire Mm -hmm. and present yourself and, you know, try and get into the shop as a stockist or whatever that might be. But nowadays it's all mainly online. Like it's a massive shift. And so, you know, part of having you speak with me today is about helping women in business in this social media world that we live in and presenting yourself in front of the camera, which can be really confronting for people, but you want to feel good, right? You want to show up looking good, but with minimal effort because it's a lot of effort, right? So um, (laughs) do you Like when you, with the clients that you work with, is the strategies that you can implement around showing up online and how to present yourself in that way?
1: Yeah. I think it's really important to recognize, and there really is no getting around it that now, like we, what we wear and how we present ourselves is an extension of our personal brand. It just is. And there's, There's no way to avoid that, I think. But I think that what is really great about the time that we live in is that no longer is it that if you want to be professional, you have to wear a blazer. If you want to be a businesswoman, you have to only wear black. You absolutely can truly lean into your personal style and have that as an extension of your personal brand. But in order to do that confidently and in a way that you're comfortable. I think it takes a little bit of work for you to do the work to understand what is your personal style how do you want to represent yourself to the world because what you wear is the very first thing that is says that to the world so I think take comfort in the fact that you can absolutely wear all the colors in the rainbow or you can be very minimalistic as long as it's true and authentic to you so I often advise you know using tools like Pinterest, which is a free resource online. There's so much inspiration there. And if you're really at the start of trying to understand what your personal style is, then going there and filling yourself with inspiration is a really great place to start. And the second really big key factor to showing up looking great with minimal effort is understanding your best colors. Because when you wear a color that... Suits you and complements your skin tone, you don't need to wear as much makeup. You don't need to, you know, put on fake tan or the jewelry that you wear will naturally complement your skin tone. So, really little things like that will ultimately transform your wardrobe and allow you to get dressed with ease every day.
0: Yeah, that's such a good, good strategy. I love that because it can be exhausting, like getting styled up every day. Totally. Yeah. And such a massive time suck too, right? Like, oh my goodness. (laughs) So one of your courses that you run is five stages to style. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So is there a framework to that? And do you mind sharing with us like what that, a little bit about what the framework is? Absolutely. So
1: it is my signature course and essentially it is everything that I know uh, being a personal stylist. And my aim is to teach it to you so that you can apply it to yourself. So, you know, because I'm one person, I am one body shape. I am one skin tone, one height. And what I do is I break the information down so that it's not dependent on age, weight, size, personal style. It's all there for you to then pick and choose and apply it to yourself. So we start with body shape and proportions, which really is at the basis of everything I do. I truly believe as soon as you know what your body shape is, you are able to shop with so much ease because you know exactly what you're looking for. And then we move into features and scale. We do wardrobe organization so that we can transform our wardrobe and take away that overwhelm in the morning, getting dressed, you know, wardrobe full of clothes, nothing to wear. I'm sure that will sound very familiar. Absolutely. <laughs> And then we do skin tone and colors and then we really combine it all at the end with personal style and confidence. So we we really want to end up at a point where we can start to define and articulate our personal style. We understand what's going to make us feel confident and really just streamline everything we've learned. So. It's a big, it's a jam-packed six weeks, but it is transformational for lack of a better word. And really just the aim is to allow women to get dressed with confidence every day. You know, not just some days and not just the days they're going to a wedding or just, you know, you're doing the school run, you're going to work, you're showing up on Zoom, you just feel good every day.
0: Yeah. When you break it down like that into those five stages, it sounds like really easy. It's like, oh yeah, that's that all makes sense. But sometimes when, like you said, you're looking at your wardrobe and it's jam-packed, you can't even squeeze another hanger in there, but you're like, I've got nothing to wear. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds amazing. The other thing that I find personally pretty difficult is that I live in a regional town. And so it's really limited to fashion shops. And like, we've got the you know, the key big players like Kmart and Big W and stuff like that. But the chain stores, like the fashion chain stores that we do have are really for the younger market. Yeah. And so like there's this big gap. And so sometimes I'm like, okay, do I go online shopping, but then I order stuff and it does never like turns out to be what it looks like. So do you have any shopping tips for women in my situation where you don't have the choice at your fingertips.
1: Yeah, that is very difficult. And even women, you know, like half the country is in lockdown at the moment at the time that we're recording this. So I'm sure it's been a struggle for many women. If you are going to shop online, the biggest tip I can give is to only shop at the places that have easy, simple return policies. So you want 100% refund options, not just return for store credit and you want free returns. So places like The Iconic which stock all you know major brands, so many different brands and also size inclusive brands, they've got petite, they've got curvy, they've got maternity ranges. And so they send you a return parcel in so you don't need to go to the post office. Because it really because the worst thing about shopping online is yes There is a lot of margin for error in terms of sizes and stuff, but you know the last thing we want is to have things sitting in our wardrobe with tags on that is just like wasted money. So really, really looking at stores that have that great return policy would be my advice.
0: Awesome. Well, I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Is there anything else like that you think is particularly beneficial to women in business when it comes to styling? Like because I think especially like you said, like now we're sort of in this lockdown phase and a lot of people are working in more of an online space. It can feel really isolating sometimes. So even if there's anything that you've learned from in your entrepreneurial journey, maybe not necessarily style related, but if there's anything that you feel that would be beneficial to other women starting out in business or growing their business. Yeah. Gosh, it
1: can be super lonely, and I think even just acknowledging that and knowing that if you're feeling that you're not alone, you know, you and I are lucky in the fact that we are part of the same business mastermind. And I think seeking out community is a really great thing that you can do for yourself, not only for your business growth, but also for just that sense of community and mm. um, really being a part of that. Because for me, I'm a like I'm a one man band. I'm it's me doing all of the things. And so that's been really key for me is seeking out that
0: community and, um, and business inspiration too. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So worth building that network around you of women. Because I think too, like going back to when you first go into that motherhood journey, it's like you don't necessarily have the people in your circle that also share those same ambitions to be a mum and to be a business owner. And that can be really polarizing. And all of a sudden, you haven't got people around you who share the same kind of interests. And yeah, but by having those uh, networks, those business owner networks or groups and communities, like you mentioned, is really important. I agree totally. Yeah.
1: And if you can see it, you know, then you believe it. And, and I guess that, that ties back into... Style, what I was saying about seeking out inspiration is often, particularly if we're not that kind of standard, and we don't adhere to all the trends that we're seeing, it can be difficult to kind of believe that you can wear something as well. And the best thing, the great thing about Pinterest is that you can really filter, you know, what you want to search for. So if you're curvy and you want some inspiration, but you're not seeing it in your everyday life, then you need to seek out those real life examples and see like, oh, wow, like she's wearing that. Maybe I could try that. Or, you know, wow, there's that really successful woman who has quite an eccentric style, you know, but she's running this thriving business. I think seeking out as much inspiration and visual inspiration as you can will really help you to get that confidence to try something new and step outside your comfort zone and, and give it a go.
0: Yeah, because I think like like you're saying, it's so it's so refreshing actually to talk to you about this stuff because I feel the same in that when women feel good about themselves, they can do amazing things. Um, And I believe that all women should be able to feel good and should be able to have the confidence to do what lights them up. And, you know, having that confidence in what you're wearing and presenting yourself is such a big part of that for a lot of women. So, and especially for mums, because like we were saying, it's a massive change physically and mentally when we're transitioning into motherhood for the first time, or we're figuring out how to infuse motherhood with an online business journey, like it's massive. So
1: Totally. And I think that before I started my business journey in that motherhood space, when I had the two kids and I was feeling super lost in my style, as soon as I started to lean into My style and, you know, like presenting myself in the way that I wanted to, the quality of the relationships around me also improved. You know, it has this massive flow on effect that we don't even expect or anticipate until it happens and the shift happens. And we think, wow, like I am feeling so much happier. I'm feeling so much more confident. And it's the exact same flow on effect when you are in business and you're presenting yourself in a way that's congruent with the success that you want to have, it all just flows nicely and it's definitely not to be underestimated.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a really great place to wrap up our conversation today because it just puts everything into a nutshell. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your fashion styling magic with us on the (laughs) podcast today. It's been really lovely to talk with you about all the different components of styling and also to share your journey with mothering and business ownership, you know, because like I said, it's so important to get that out there more often and make it more of a normal that it doesn't always flow the way that we initially think it's going to at the beginning. And it can be messy and that we just need to work within the season of life that you're in and then be ready to sprint when it's your time to step into it and shine. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. My pleasure if people want to know more about you and your programs where's the best way that they can seek you out so they can find me on instagram
1: i'm at by caitlin ann or my website which i will pass on to you put in show notes if you'd like just caitlinmirlhart.com so first and last there.
0: yeah great well, we'll put all of that in the show notes thanks again so much caitlin i've really loved talking with you it's been excellent thanks donna Thank you for listening to this episode of the She's in Business podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review on iTunes. Be sure to include your business name and Insta handle so I can give you a shout out too. If you want to know more about what I do, the programs that I offer, then head over to www.donnahan.com and follow me on Instagram at Donna underscore Han underscore S-I-B. I hope this podcast inspires you to be courageous and take action in carving out your very own business by design, where you can avoid burnout and shine like the universe is yours.